And his words was this. He said, this morning in George, the Holy Spirit broke out. And we saw many things. He said, I'm just making a call for us to stand and see what the Spirit wants to do among us. He said, but I'm, it's probably not going to happen anything. He says, but let's see. <laughs> and obviously, I was sitting there wrestling with God. And I just said, Lord, just whatever. And I stood up. And all I could do was fall on my knees again and weep. Weep before the Lord. And I, as I was weeping, this came into my mind. I don't know why I'm weeping. I know the Lord's amazing. I, I'm, I'm experiencing the Lord. I'm, I'm, His presence is upon me. His power is upon me. And I'm weeping, but I don't know exactly why. But okay, I'm weeping. This is what's happening. And then the next moment, I started shaking. Like, oh, all right. This is awkward. I'm in front. <laughs> Nobody is now. It's like it's silent in the church and the elder is shaking. <laughs> and uh, slowly but surely, the Holy Spirit started breaking out and more people started experiencing him. And, um, and then I started shouting. I was like, <laughs> now we're reaching a level that I don't understand why this is happening, but God is on this. I can promise you, I, I've been through deliverances, all right? I've been through deliverances. I've experienced all those things. I know when it's a demon. I said to someone afterwards, I said, I asked me, so what happened? I said, well, at least it wasn't a deliverance because this was God. I know when it's, when it's something manifesting and it wasn't, it was God. Because His peace and His presence was upon me. And that I can't deny. And it didn't make sense, but it happened. My body was just reacting to what was happening in the spirit, to what was God was doing in my life in that moment. And um, uh, when I was able to stand up eventually, because the, again, I was experiencing this, just my body wasn't able to, to stand up completely because God's presence was just there. You see, you guys see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to explain something supernaturally in the, in the natural but anyway, and I was looking and I was against the stage and I was wondering, how did I get here? This is interesting. Um, and so afterwards, people asked me, so what, what did you experience? What, what was God doing? My wife, the first thing she asked me when I got home was, did you see a vision? I said, no, I didn't see any visions. I was seeing the carpet. <laughs> and, um, but two days later, the Lord started showing me what he did. Two, three days later. You know, God's life was in me. If I, I can use the picture, if I can use a picture of a well, you know, the purpose of a well is to carry water so that people can come and drink and get from it. Yes? But what happens if rocks and stuff fall in there? It starts blocking the water and nobody can drink from it and that well almost becomes useless. And what I felt God said to me was this. You allowed rocks and things and through circumstances and through stuff happening and hurt and, and trying to, and God said, what he came to do was he took the rock out one by one and he refreshed me again in him. He just refreshed me. And that's probably why I'm, keep, why I'm like crying the whole time every time I'm speaking because there's life. I can feel the life of God, again, the water running. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says to the woman at the well, you can drink from this water, but you will first again. 
But when you drink of the eternal, everlasting, living water, you will not thirst again. And that's how I felt. And the Lord started, and this is now the process, because I may remember charismatic with a safe seatbelt. And there is truth to this. We have to test the spirits. We have to see if this is God. But I've been critical instead of testing. I've been critical instead of accepting that God is doing a great work. And so God did this in me. And I'm, as I'm walking, I had a conversation with someone this week as well. And this thing popped again that, front of your building, but you're building according to your knowledge and your wisdom and your, your, what you know. But did you ask the Spirit while building in certain areas? And so the reality is, you know, we sometimes perceive and we think that when God does something, it will look like this. And when it doesn't look like this, we go, then this can't be God. And we scoff a little bit or we go, but have we asked God in that moment, is it God? You know, why did God not just, why could I not just sit in my seat and cry a little bit and go home and everything is fine? Do you want the answer? I don't know. Maybe God had to break some pride in me as well. I remember um, how we were doing uh, Strandings, I don't know, they're normally in Marshall Bay, about 2013, 14, 13, 2013. And I came to Strandings, and I knew about God, didn't know, do I have a personal relationship with God, never experienced the power of the Spirit. I'm quite a newbie. I'm a young guy coming, and we're going we're gonna to have fun in Hartenbos and play with the kids on the beach and worship together. And so the first evening before we started, a friend of mine called Christopher Nietling, he was sharing, and I can't remember what he was sharing really, but he was sharing. And the next moment in me, it, <laughs> it bubbled up and I could not control it. And the next, I've never, I've, in that time, the only thing I've seen is people falling down, nothing else, no other works of the Spirit. And I started laughing, like uncontrollably laughing out loud. The poor guy is trying to teach us something, and I'm just laughing here. But I knew that God was on me. And what happened, why I started laughing, because as he was teaching, he said a word, and the revelation of God came upon my heart, and something, a chain, something that I was bondage, that kept me bondage for years, the pain and stuff, it broke. Just like that. Gone. It broke. And when it broke, I started laughing. Why? I don't know. But God did something in my heart and it changed me forever. And sometimes God, sometimes God does something in us that we can't explain. And on the outside, something happens and we don't know why, but it happens. And it's God. How do I know? Because there was fruit. There was fruit. I felt free. I felt joy. I felt peace. So there was fruit. So it's, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the devil. Because he would just wanted to keep me in bondage. And then, directly after that, 
they prayed for me, and I had a deliverance then. And, uh, and after that, I, I was walking away around for probably a week. And I was experiencing, again, God's power on me. And I would like just twitch or shake every now and then. And now I'm a, I'm a young Christian. So I go like, why is this happening? And, and, and Spot said to me, or Christopher said to me, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. So God does something. And we might not always understand. It's in the Bible. <laughs> that script, that's a scripture. We might not always understand, but do we search it out? Do we ask God why? What is going on here? And God was probably preparing me for a greater work. He was working something in me on that camp more than I was going to work into the people that I was going to worship, lead into worship or whatever. And so my encouragement in this is sometimes we want to make a judgment call on something that happens, for example, this morning. We do not understand what is going on, but God is working. Andrew was, when Andrew was here, he said this. He said he believes that Muscle Bay is in a rolling revival. What does that mean? You know, I, I don't see the word revival in Scripture, but I can use it because I understand what it means. It says... So for me personally, when I say the word revival, I speak about reviving. God is reviving the hearts of his people. So he's taking the lost, those who's lost, doesn't believe in God, doesn't want anything to do with him, and he's calling them in, bringing them in. And like a doctor, who's the, the, the patient or the, the, the guy lying there, his heart has stopped beating and he's reviving it and there's life. But he also does it in Christians. Some of us might be sitting here and we feel dead. We feel there's no life in us. We are looking at what's happening here and, and, and almost going just like, uh, these guys, what are they doing? And we, we become critical. But God wants to revive you as well this morning. He wants to breathe on you and bring life into those places. And I want to encourage us that when we do not understand, do not scoff, do not, do not reject, but ask God, what are you doing, Lord? And if, you, and if you don't know, then ask an elder and walk out this with us. Because if God is truly busy with a revival among us, if he's truly busy reviving hearts, then we need to be on that bandwagon, if I can use the word. We need to come along. So I was, uh, uh, Gina, just that scripture and act quickly. Um, so we've heard the scripture many times, but let me read through it with you. And I, I want to say, as we're reading, that when, this is in the early church, when this happened, this was a move of God, a move of the Spirit. So we can see something here of, if we want to use the word revival, what it will look like among us. So, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all, that means 
we look at God, <laughs> we, look at, we look at God and we stand in amazement. Like, what is he doing? I can't believe what he's doing here right now among us. This can only be God. All came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Now, God has called us to do wonders and signs as well through the Holy Spirit. We saw a sign and a wonder this morning. Where's the gentleman that, that testified about his leg? Is he here somewhere? There we go. He said he couldn't bend it, correct? He couldn't bend it. He came forward in faith. There's a call a healing, physical healing, came forward and said, God, if this is really you speaking, here I am. And God healed him. And we should be in awe. We should be in, I wouldn't say wonder, but just in awe and wonder. Like, this is God. God is among us. The next verse. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now, that, verse right there might be, oh, that's not really supernatural. Do you know that when we are united, when we, our hearts are connected, when we are in unity, truly this could only be a work of God. Because we disagree about a lot of stuff. Unity is not about agreeing upon everything. But unity is when we decide to follow what God has said and decide to give our hearts like they did to the purposes of God. And that's a supernatural thing that we can only be in when we walk in the Spirit. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the, the, the proceeds to all as they had need. That is supernatural. Who would sell their house now and give it to the poor? Or the money to the church? For me, that's, that is supernatural. That's crazy. And day by day, attending the temple, which would be the church, together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. That for me is a move of God. And when I... Seriously, I, I was, we were, I, I read on uh, Facebook about this revival that broke out in, what's the university's name? Asbury University. And I was watching the video and there were students, they said they've been going on for two days, just worshipping. Just worshipping God. And something in me started burning and I was like, I want this. I want this. I want it. I want to see a people sold out for God, laying down everything. And the, and the lady who wrote the article, she said a very in, interesting thing that, um, that shook me. She said, they weren't there for a revival. They were there for the revivaler, which is Jesus. The one who was doing this among them. Somebody said this morning as well, you know, we, we come and now I see something happening in a physical, somebody's getting healed, why am I not getting healed? Somebody's experiencing God, why am I not um, experiencing God? Now, my wife, she'll tell you, I would sit in my quiet time and I will just be, Lord, no, not, not that, always like that, but sometimes. And she'll stand like, yes, but that is unfair. Because she hasn't spoken in tongues. You know, she hasn't 
physically happened something to her. So why? And the one thing I always tell her is we're not here for the physical manifestations and the healings. We're here for Jesus. And if we... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hi guys. Um, yeah, so it's actually funny. I think the Lord really, um, he has a sense of humor um, <laughs> putting us together in marriage. I think we're opposite in a lot of ways and also in the way we experience the Lord. Um, yeah, so Francia will, <laughs> he will spend time with the Lord and he will fall on his face and cry. And when I spend time with the Lord, I'm like, yeah, it's so quiet. And yeah, so I think um, just the, what he explained now, like if you are not experiencing the Lord like the way he does or like what he explained, it doesn't mean like the Lord is not working in your life. Um, and it's been my journey. Like from the beginning, I was like always questioning, why am I not laughing? Why am I not falling over? And I think um, I struggled a lot with doubt. Um, do I even have the Holy Spirit? Because I compared myself to others in church. And um, my heart actually became hardened. And I'm like, your Lord... Um, you're not doing something special in me. Um, and it was actually during the COVID time that I I just started to surrender. I'm like, um, I'm not God. I don't know how it works. I don't understand it. But the way I want to experience you, Lord, I just surrender it. And I trust you. Um, and the Lord really had to work that out of me, that doubts and comparison. Um, and then it was amazing just when I laid it down that I, the way I experienced the Lord spoke to me just in small, subtle ways. And it just, yeah, it was so beautiful, like the way I heard the Lord. And, and now I, st I still haven't experienced what Francia spoke about and what he experienced. Um, and yes, I still, I would still love to experience it. But if I never do, um, I know that I have the Holy Spirit and I know that the Lord speaks to me. And so, just, yeah, I just want to say, don't ever compare um, and just trust the Lord that he is working in your life um, and that the Holy Spirit is working in everyone differently. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Amen. That wasn't planned, eh? Um, and, so, and so that's the important thing is... When God breaks out, we always give glory to God. Always. You know, uh, yeah. So, just something prophetically that I felt yesterday or two days ago while I was prepping a preach that I'm not preaching. <laughs> um, but I, I just, it just, and I couldn't get rid of this, was. In the garden, what was the thing that the enemy or the devil did that actually caused them to stumble? There's a lot of movement. Okay. Hey? He said that. That's all he did. He asked one simple question. Did God say? Did God say? And I feel there's some of us, the enemy is trying to sow doubt into your heart. Did God say, is that God? Is God doing? Has God placed me here? And the enemy is sowing doubt. 
we can't allow that doubt to come in between. Because what did the doubt um, eventually do? Is that caused division. Separation between the man and the woman, because they were blaming one another, and between them and God. And when we allow doubt to enter into our heart, a wedge gets between us and the people around you and God. And I want to encourage you. God is not a God that would cause confusion. And that's why I normally try to when I hear, when I see, or when I think, I go like, am I confused or am I not confused? Doubt. I feel like, as you know, the one thing that happens when revival comes, the reviving, God starts doing a, a work in our hearts. Sometimes we see it physically, manifest as well. Is the enemy wants to come in. And he wants to stop this work. And he sows doubt into our hearts. I feel like the Lord's saying, watch out. Because the work of God, a move of God is happening. It's happening. We need to see that. Don't, don't go and look at revivals out there. Look at what's happening here. Because I look at Act and I see this, is, this can only be a work of God. Our church grew in level five lockdown. No, that's not natural, sorry. That needs to be supernatural. So we're in an ongoing revival. And yes, there's measures of it. Maybe God is increasing the measures of how he's going to pour out his spirit. But we need to know, and you have to settle in your hearts, that God is busy here, right now, and he wants to use you. Don't have doubt. Don't doubt who you are and who he has called you to be here. Don't. If you have doubt about what's going on sometimes in front, ask rather than allowing that doubt to creep into your heart and what happened to me, make it go hard. Because we need to be united. One people. One people after the things of God. After God. I said to the worship team, what are we going to do on Thursday nights now? Is we're going to stop practicing on stage? Because sometimes we get too technical. Is this level right? Is this sound right? Is this instrument right? And it's great. It's, it's good. But I feel we've become too technical and we've missed God in this. And so what we started doing, and this is an open invite, <laughs> is there in the, in the what they call the fishbowl, one with the windows, a lot of windows, is we have evenings where we call, Behold Him. Just look at Jesus. That's all we're here for. We're just here to look at Him. We're just here to worship him. And amazingly, I mean, it, it, it breaks my mind that on Thursday night, we, was, we were doing that. We were worshiping. We are beholding Jesus. People were singing. It was amazing. And then all of a sudden, by God's grace, he comes and he brings a tongue. And he brings an interpretation. And he starts breaking fear. He starts breaking confusion. He starts bringing clarity. He starts showing us that the situation, this is what God was saying while we were 
when the interpretation comes. The situation that we were experiencing in your personal life is nothing compared to the greatness of God and what He can do. And I'm like, wow, man. We just come to worship Jesus to, to really receive nothing, but God did something. We just need to behold. It's not about... It's great. God, by His grace, He's doing amazing things, but we need to look to Jesus. We're not living for these things. We're living for Christ. Now, I, I, I want to I bring this in for a landing, and I want to say this. Uh, like I said, all my scriptures is, are on the slides, so this is going to be interesting. Um, I'll just quote it. Um, right. My preach was actually about how do we walk in the Spirit. Um, but I want to say this. The Holy Spirit is not a force. It's not like Star Wars, where the force be with you. I've never watched it, but I hear they say stuff like that. <laughs> it's not this gooey thing. Yeah, I see people... I've seen throw this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Holy Spirit is a person. What does that mean? He's got a will. He's got emotions. Things. But not by himself. It lines up with the Father and Jesus. So he's a person. So we can trust him. And you know what the one thing is that the Holy Spirit does that Jesus says, said, when I send you the helper, the comforter, the counselor, this is the one thing that he will do. Is he will give. Jesus and the Father, the glory. He will always point to Jesus and the Father and give them the glory. He's God, but he's pointing. And so, however you might experience God in your own personal way, whatever happens here will always be to the glory of Jesus and to the Father. Because that's why the Holy Spirit dwells among us and in us is to give him the glory as he leads us in truth, as he comforts us, as he counsels us. All these things is to give Jesus and the Father the glory. And so, here's my encouragement. I think, Gina, if you go to that last slide, I want to just read this. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 11 to 14. So how do we walk with the Spirit? You know, that's, uh, all, see, that's a beautiful slide. <laughs> Made nice dots and stuff there. But anyway, one day, the Lord walls. <laughs> so Paul is, is, is finishing his letter and he's writing this to the Corinthians. And he says, finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Isn't that a great promise? Isn't that a great promise? And he says, greet one another, oopsie, with a holy kiss. Some Brazilians that I know, Eduardo, he likes to do that. Don't kiss me, please, afterwards. <laughs> But he says this, and this is beautiful. All the saints I greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship 
of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. To fellowship, to walk with him daily as he leads you into all truth, as he guides you, as things happen in your life and you're confused and you're hurt, let him comfort you. But let us not push him away. Let us not quench him. Let us fellowship with him. Walk with him daily. A beautiful story. This is my ending. Gino, and he didn't know I was going to tell this. But Gino, when he started walking with God, he, he, before he would go to gym in the morning at 5, he would... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still gymming. Come on. Um, he would spend time with God. He would, he's, and I, I think he said to me... Um, it will be difficult. Sometimes he feels tired. Sometimes he doesn't know, but he will just sit and just be with God. And sometimes he takes something in, sometimes he doesn't, but it's that relationship, that fellowship. And he said, the one day he did it and he went to the gym and one of his friends or somebody he knows just looked at him and he said, what is different about you? There's something there. What is, what's going on here? And it was so beautiful because we could see the fruit of just the fellowship with God. Just spending time. Even when you're tired, even when you're angry, even when you're confused, even when you're emotional. Those are the flesh. When you're uncomfortable, it's the flesh. Spend time with God. And we walk with God. And that's my encouragement to us. Is as God is as this move of God is, is, is here and going on, may we not st- stand back and look. May we not stand back and scoff. May we not, not stand back and, and say, is this, is this truly God and doubt? But may we be front-footed and give ourselves to love those among you, to pray for those among you, to disciple those among you, to bring in the lost, Pray for them. May we be front-footed because God is doing a work and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I want to go with it. So I want to make this call today. I started off my preach. 